0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on another busy weekend of league action. Celtic stay four points clear and make the Livingston struggles look like a thing of the past. Rangers had cut the gap temporarily after arguably the best performance of the season against Aberdeen. And there were big wins for Motherwell, Hibs, Hearts and St Johnston with plenty more VAR drama to get your teeth into. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is the goal machine Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna. Well, where to begin, Gordon? We've got Ajax in town tomorrow. It's Real Madrid, Celtic on Wednesday, but we can hardly go over an incredible weekend. Bonkers VAR decisions for the second successive week. Both Celtic and Rangers get penalties and both miss penalties. And Andy Halliday scored with a header. I mean, it's incredible. You're in the presence of the new target man of Scottish football, Roger. Unbelievable. Oh, it's sensational. I mean, the camera, I think Hugh Evans was trying to take Thursdays off you, as you would expect yep. from him. Uh, but there's no taking that one away yesterday. A header? I know. How I, many is that in your career? Headers? Four. Can't be many. Four. four. Three, okay. three of them at hearts. There you are. That's, but that's, that's the best. I must admit. Oh. I, you know, I don't like to dish out praise to the pundits. That's one of the better headers I've seen, I must admit. Yeah, I mean, it's the only probably significant header I've scored because the rest of them have been tap-ins. But I, I've, I've got to be honest, I'm... I'm not great in certain areas of the pitch, but heading's never been a strong point. And, uh, you know, I surprised myself with that one. He's a goal machine, 01419511025. Get in touch, let us know uh, what is on your mind. I must admit, this just shows you how sad my life is. I spent my Sunday night looking back to see, because I assumed there's no way this guy's ever scored in two consecutive games, but he actually did it in three consecutive yeah. games at Rangers a few years ago. Oh, Would you believe? Yep. Wow. Got play of the month that month. Well, Incredible. Istanbul, Bashaksa here. Better been watch long. out, exactly. Yep. Um, and what is my lip reading right? We, was that a wee message to the dugout to say that's why you should put me in the box at corners? Yep, it was, yeah. I've been on it, Lee McCulloch, for a few weeks now. Uh, get me in the box at attacking corners. Nonsense what I'm speaking Because to be honest He shouldn't be putting me in the box But I got the nod for it this weekend And yeah One corner in the game One goal You imagine that scouting report That's going back to Turkey this morning Watch that number 16 5 (laughs) foot 6 outside the box 6 foot 5 when he gets in the box Incredible Anyway there's a lot more than that To look back on We'll give Andy his moment in glory Uh, How do you look back on the weekend out there 0141951 1025 Celtic fans What's all this stuff about struggling at Livingston? Is that a thing of the past? Has Ange got it figured out on the plastic? What did you make of yesterday? Who stood out for you? Who really impressed you? What did you make of the performance? Like we said, you know, used to be considered a tough place to go. Is that still the case? Uh, or are you making light work of that? Now pick up the phone and let us know, Rangers fans, quite simply, was that the best performance of the season at the weekend? Yes or no? Again, who impressed you? Who stood out? What did you make of it? And then we're straight on to Ajax, aren't we? With even more injury news for you tonight. So was it the best performance of the season, Rangers fans? What are you thinking ahead of Ajax tomorrow? And anything else, VAR, anyone? Come on down, 0141-951-1025. Whilst you get your calls in, I'll put these two on the spot. Result of the weekend, Roger? Um, I saw it for Super Scoreboard, Hibs 3, St Mirren 0. Um, you need to remember, St Mirren started the day above Hibernian in the table. They'd won six out of their last nine Premiership games and Hibs wiped the floor of them very impressive performance good goals they leapfrogged both St Mirren and Aberdeen into third place 
And the next Edinburgh Derby could be a bit tasty, Andy. I've got a f- bad feeling Andy Halliday's just going to dish out every award here to the game in Dingwall, but go on. Well, you're right with the start. Oh, the Edinburgh Derby's came early. It's the result of the weekend's got to be hearts. It's the first win in six, Roger. Uh, both teams desperately needing a win. And I think, you know, for us, especially, like I said, first win in six, any means necessary was three points. And it came for this forehead right here. Okay, okay. Uh, goal of the weekend. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. This well, is disastrous. Who's going first? I, I, I can't let him take his own goal. So, so I, you're going to give him goal I of the weekend? Give him goal of the weekend. Oh, it was a looping header. It was a, a work of art. I, I wouldn't be surprised if a heart supporting artist dedicated this on the canvas. Hey, steady. It was a good ball for Robert Snodgrass. He just had to direct it in the corner. Right, go on, he's still I, your I mean, it's difficult for me then because I, I think that is the, the clear standard. Oh, is it weekend, right if you do say I so? I think, try to look at the, the next pick down the order. I've got to go Kyogo. I was amazed that David Martindale questioned his keeper on the, on the first goal at, uh, at the stadium and I thought Kyogo's finish was exceptional. I think we all know how good his movement is in and around the box, playing on the last line and Touch finish with a left foot. Okay, okay. Uh, right, this is where it gets a bit more interesting. Andy, you go first then. Well, I've How got to be very weekend. careful with my words here. By don't give this to me. A direct because I've, already, I've already noticed that none of you picked Motherwell for your results. So tread carefully yep. here. So I'll go in a roundabout way. I'll just say Tony Watts red card. Never in a million years is that a red oh, card. I thought you were going to say Howler him for the tackle. No, no, no. no. Never is that a red card. Okay. Means, and I'm sure we'll get into means, that a bit deeper later. He means John Beaton's the howler of the weekend. <laughs> I don't know if that gets you in trouble as an active player uh, from the Scottish FA. Roger, howler. Yeah, oh, these few, few contenders. These old firm penalty takers. Two old firm penalties. Both missed. Both hit the same post. And we were talking in the show last Monday night, if you remember, Ange Postacoglu complaining after the Michael Smith handball at Tynecastle. Not a penalty all season. The only penalties we get are in training. We need to spend a wee bit more time in training Taking them Tavernier and Giacomacus together Okay and your standout individual performer of the weekend Andy's going to give it to himself probably So Roger uh, Well I cannot be moaning about Motherwell all night So I'm going to have to go for Sondre Solbo first, first goal for Motherwell A clean sheet A much needed away win And I think Stevie Hamill's boys will feel a lot better about themselves I'd actually let you give it to yourself this week you know. Oh no I will uh, I was absolutely <laughs> terrific um, on Sunday Real threat in the box I'm sure uh, I did see you step out And give it a You did give one away That Ross County went through Oh no I, listen chance. I gave loads away But right, the most so. important Contribution that mattered Was this forehead as I said Self praises No praise 01419511025 Come on then What have you got on your mind After a very busy weekend Celtic fans Are the Livingston struggles A thing of the past What impressed you About the performance Is that Kyogo Back in amongst the well he obviously is back in amongst the goals But how important could that be for him Because he was getting a bit of a criticism For not taking his chances recently uh, There was a return for Jota How good is Greg Taylor? Maybe a question not many people would have been asking uh, 18 months ago uh, Step up and let us know your answers 01419511025 Rangers fans Was Aberdeen the best domestic performance of the season? Was it the best overall performance of the season? And how do you feel now about Ajax Further injury news tonight as well So please pick up the phone right now And let us know what is on your mind 01419511025 Let's start with yesterday then shall we uh, Hear a bit from Ange Postacoglu Following that uh, victory in Livingston Is that is that it Roger? Is this the the Livy struggles? Are they a thing of the past for this, this Celtic team? For this Ange Postacoglu team? 
Certainly looked that way yesterday, didn't they? Quite comprehensive. It would have been more comprehensive if Giacomacchi scored that penalty near the end. But yeah, I think there's a lot of good things going on about Celtic again domestically. Greg Taylor's form, as you touched upon, Gordon, has been really good. And Ange Postacoglu is getting a lot more out of guys that you might have described earlier in the season as French players. But Aaron Moy was good yesterday. Look at the contribution from James Forrest in two or three of the last games. Haksabanovic has settled in quite well. And yesterday, the two big bonuses, as Andy said, Kyogo's goal, back among the goals, and Jota, off the bench, back among the goals, and chomping it a bit to play in the Bernabeu on Wednesday. It is a difficult venue, but also a difficult opponent. You know, They make it hard for opposition. <coughs> Anyone who comes through here um, knows they're in for a tough game, and we knew that as well. But yeah, I was really pleased. We had a really strong mentality today about our performance. And you know, from my perspective, um, that was the pleasing thing that... You know, it can become a really difficult game, but we, not that it was easy, but we uh, we controlled it, uh, playing our football and, um, yeah, really pleased. I thought our general play was good. Um, like I said, our goals were good. You know, we probably probably could add two or three more and um, and we dealt with their threats well as well. You know, you know they, they kind of get the ball in the box any way they can, whether that's throw-ins or free kicks, and we had to deal with that because that's a threat. And I thought we handled that really well. Joe really didn't, wasn't really troubled, so... <clears throat> Oh, I said in a, in a typically in a tough place to come. I thought our, our mentality was really good today. John's a Celtic fan on the line. John, what do you think? What, what was all the fuss about? All these trips to Livy seem like a long time ago. Well, it was. It was. The guy got a monkey off the back after buying. It was. It was. It was a hard place to go. I was playing in the park a lot of times. But as I see, there were not about twelve times and eight times or eight drop points or uh, they've drew. Mm-hmm. But as I see, I, I like to talk about we great deal. What a turnaround, this boy. When the Saints had come on, I was going like, oh, come on, you boys, you've not got it. It took me a wee bit, a wee bit of time to, to settle into that position, but as I see, he's keeping a, a, lot, a lot of good, really good players out of that team just in a, it's a, some turnaround. As I see, I go to Parky every single week, and I was one of the ones that was always on it, one of the boys back. That's just as you say, I like to. Yeah, Roger, what do you think? Everyone but generally likes a good turnaround story. Yeah. I said in the show last Monday night, John, another Celtic fan called in and made very similar points to yourself after his performance last weekend. Greg Taylor had the toughest job in Scottish football. He had to fill Kieran Tierney's boots. And whoever had signed for Celtic at that stage was going to be judged at the level that Kieran Tierney was at. Which, listen, it's fair, it's unfair, you can say what you like. It has taken Greg Taylor a while to find his level, but I think he's now at a level that Celtic fans aren't really mm. talking quite as much about Kieran Tierney. And he's doing very, very well And he's keeping a very good player In Alejandro Bernabe Out of the team What's impressed you most about him, Andy? Well, I think going back to When he was a commander player I always thought he was a very good defender I thought in 1v1 situations He, he very rarely got done down his side But I think his improvement in Celtic Has been obviously in possession Celtic are a team that's got the ball 70% for most games So it's it's all good being a good defender But so much often you're, you're, you're called upon to be attacking outlet for Celtic I think his improvement in that area has been great uh, and listen I think there's been a lot said about Ange Postecoglou and the signings he's made his recruitment's been great but I think he's got the best out of the players that were already there and I don't think there's any doubt that Greg Taylor's the, the main one coming, and in, I, coming in and getting involved isn't he look, you know, look where he's been involved and where he's scored his goals in yeah. the last two weekends you know he's come off the bench at Tynecastle He's in the six-yard box, the yeah. middle of the six-yard box to score the goal, and then yesterday he's he's you know in the middle of the park, and you touched upon the criticism of Jack Hamilton for the first goal. You know David Martindale criticised him for the first two goals, 
I'm not sure what he's supposed no, to no. do with that shot no, and Greg Taylor's either no I'm the same it's a great strike it's came through a, a sea of bodies but I don't know if maybe you just don't see 22 yard nutmegs very often yeah, do you no, no, no that is true Maybe as well the, the signing of Burnaby Maybe that competition Was something yeah. that Greg Taylor Needed this season to, to get the best out of him Because I do think He had a good season last year But never really had the competition I think his main competition Was Juranovic Coming over to left back But obviously the mm-hmm. signing of Burnaby And it just obviously Took him to another level uh, Yeah so Greg Taylor And Andy Halliday And the unlikely people To score two goals In one week club um, John you sort of, So you're admitting You're eating a bit of humble pie If you like When, when did that Turnaround start for you, how you know is it? Is it an Ange Postecoglou thing? Is it this season? Were you starting to see the signs last season? No, I didn't see the signs last season. I was always on those back back as hell. My, my son-in-law goes like, oh, you, you don't see a player when you see one, John. As I see, it's uh, just the last couple, couple of weeks he's been really coming on in a game. As I see, he's keeping a lot of good players out of position. As I see, they're really, really surprised with the boy. You know what I mean? Andy, yeah, there's a lot of. Um interest if you like it's been spoken about many times about the way Ange Postacoglu deploys his full backs is there also the possibility that that just really suits yeah. Greg Taylor it's not to take anything away from him of course he's had to do the hard work but, but every now and then you know a manager comes and, and plays a system that just really suits you yeah yeah and I think you could be right you think about the modern day attacking fullback they're playing that high and wide they're, they're great with deliveries into the box they're good 1v1 I, I wouldn't re- really say that's strengths of Greg Taylor's but I think in this Ange Postecoglou system he's he's finding great pockets in the middle of the pitch he's, he's positive he's playing forward he's driving with the ball at times as well which is great and listen he's playing against the elite in the Champions League and everybody's been talking about how Celtic have competed well in games maybe not quite get the results they wanted but I think the standout performer for Celtic in the Champions League has been Greg Taylor I mean are we at the stage Roger now there's always caveats there about players maybe having spells out injured and so on but we're at the stage that at the end of October he's been Celtic's best player this season um, there'll certainly be an argument for that because a lot of the m- m- more forward going players have all had spells where they've done really well mm-hmm. you know Jota was on fire at the start of the season Kyogo's had a spell Giacomacchus is had a spell James Forrest as we said in the last couple of weeks is had a spell but in terms of consistency there was Callum McGregor's great consistency at the start of the season before his injury but yeah yeah, there probably is a case to be made for Greg Taylor being the first name in the team sheet at the minute. And as you pointed out a couple of weeks ago, Gordon, his influence now is such that he's conducting the huddle. He's not got the armband. Cameron Carter-Vickers has got the armband in, in Callum McGregor's absence. But I think Greg Taylor's influence there is growing all the time. Yeah, there was that one game where you could see it in the, the camera. I'm not entirely sure if that was the case again, but you are right, clearly um, fairly vocal as well. Here's what his manager makes of him. Like all our players, I think, you know, he's improved a hell of a lot because he wants to improve, you know. It's, you know, try and set up the environment where, you know, you know, players can, you know, be the best they can be and constantly improve, but they have to embrace it and he certainly has, you know, from the moment I, I sort of arrived, he's one of the few that has stayed on and um, you can see he's growing all the time as a footballer and, um, yeah, you know, you know, great goal today and I thought, you know, with the way we play with our fullbacks, yeah, we want them to be an attacking threat, and uh, I think you know he's growing into that aspect of it. But his general play has been you know, really strong all year, and uh, again, he's only young, so more to come. Uh, we'll work our way around them. The Celtic penalty that was missed didn't impact the game as such. Um, correct decision to award a penalty after a VAR check. I've no idea. <laughs> I've completely given up on it. Um, there was one in the game I was at as well, Hibs St Mirren. Richard Tate handling the ball Now If you're saying to me That Andrew Shinney And Richard Tate 
are handballs in the box, I can't argue with you. Because the ball struck the hands in the box, therefore you can make an argument that it's handball and it's a penalty. Mm-hmm. How does that sit with Michael Smith the week before? And the other ones in the English Premier League we spoke about last week, Gabriel, yep. Arsenal and Emerson Royal. One week, all these seem to be not handballs. The next week, they all seem to be handballs. Someone's going to need mm. to clarify the rule for us. Well, I, again, I think I keep saying this to you. We're asking for a clarification that doesn't exist. It's just a subjective decision-making process. So if we take that on its individual merits, yep. we could compare it to every other handball for the last five years and we'd extend the show for another three weeks. Mm-hmm. Based on that yesterday was, was that the right call? I've got no complaints With the decision But for me as a, as a player As a player no I don't think it's a handball I think My interpretation Of the, uh, the, the laws uh, Surrounding handball I'd say Yeah that probably fits the bill As a handball But I mean Andrew Schott, I know his hand is high But I mean he's his elbow stuck to his stomach. It, it, it can't really be outstretched any more than uh, than it is. It's literally touch tight with his body. So I do think it's extremely harsh. Listen, it's against my teammate. I think Michael Smith the week before is more of a penalty. So I, I, I've always been pretty fair with how I interpret mm. these these handball rules. But I think that's extremely harsh on Andrew Shinney. Mm. Was there anything else doing in that game really that we needed to? Well, the listeners can tell us, of course. But that that was that the big one, the main VAR call yeah, of the day in that so. game. Yeah. Uh, let's bring in Brian, who's a Celtic fan. Brian, Greg Taylor, what are you thinking? Absolutely out of this world just now, and that's the truth. I mean, what, what, what? When we got him, we got him for Kilmarnock, and you've got to respect uh, that Scottish players are not getting quite the same. The mentality is that you know, if you're a foreign player and and you know you come for a, or you come in for a certain fee, then you'll expect to expect more. Whatever's happened to Greg Taylor between them coming in and then Angie coming in? Is it belief? Is it is it because I think the lad already had the ability, but the belief in his game and what he's added to his game, and I believe it's Angie's coaching that's added to his game. It's got it's made us pretty much solid at that position. Now I'm I'm noting that he's not sitting on his laurels. He's actually bringing in well. If, Truth be, um, you know the, the rumours is the boy for Kobe, another left-sided defensive player, brought in, brought in Burnaby. Um, again, something that you know that uh, I think that's a push. One of the guys was Andy said earlier on that that's a push for Greg Taylor to up his game to be better and better and better. And, and Ange said in the interview earlier on today, well, I saw it earlier today that there is no limit. To where you're, where you're, where you're going to get better at, you go as hard and fast and as good as you can. He took whatever happened in the summer, and then I know he won the league, but he's came back a much better player. He's actually looking more of an international class, and uh, dare I say, it, he's got, he's got the shadow of Kieran Tierney is 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 gone for me because that wee man is turning in performances. He was all over the pitch, really working hard. Forward, going back, pitched in with a goal, and he's encouraging everybody. It's, and it's really, really good to see a player, a Scottish mm-hmm. player, because it'll be good for our national team. The problem there is it's quite it's quite a congested well, area. I, I was just about um, to say, but Steve, it's still a nice option to have. Yeah, I was just about to say, Steve Clark had to adopt a new formation to fit in two left backs. What's the new formation yeah, to fit in the three of them? Yeah, um, and Aaron Hickey and Nathan Patterson and they're, all the full backs. Um, yeah, is that the case, Andy? Sometimes, you know, 
we obsess on what players a manager brings in? Do we mm-hmm. sometimes overlook the improvement a manager makes on the guys that are already there? Definitely, and I and I do agree with the fact that listen, see, because you've you've not got a Croatian passport and you've you've been spent for five million, like Brian says, sometimes you're judged a little bit differently. But I do agree with the coaching aspect of it. I say. I, you don't stop getting cut. I'm 31 and I still learn football every day. But I'm by no means perfect footballer, that's for sure. And I think when Ange Postecoglou's came in, Greg Taylor's playing in a style that he's never played in before. Ange Postecoglou's clearly coaching players on how he wants them to play. He knows exactly what their role is within the team. And I think he's bought into that. And like I said, sometimes it takes that bit of competition that really drives a player on. And like I said, I don't really think Greg Taylor's had that over the last sort of 18 months going to, uh, before this season. And maybe that signing of, uh, of Burnaby in the summer was just that little bit of catalyst to kick him on and listen does Ange Postecoglou trust him I think I, I heard on uh, Super Scoreboard last week that he's nobody's played more minutes than, than Greg yeah. Taylor or, or the outfielders so thanks for listening and of course it's a good point Brian makes about the coaching bases look at the few Celtic players who were at the club before Ange came in last year James Forrest now when you play where James Forrest plays I'm not going to say it's an easy job, but his job hasn't changed much. He probably plays a little bit more central. When the ball's on the left-hand side, he's invited to come in and make sure he's between the posts. Slightly different role. Callum McGregor's role, not much different than it was before Ange came in. Mm-hmm. But for Greg Taylor and Tony Ralston and the two full-back roles, it's a completely different job. A completely different job. And I think it probably has taken a bit of time for the two of them to learn what Ange wants from them and for them to be able to implement it now. And Taylor's getting all the headlines. Maybe next month Ralph's not got all the headlines because, you know, people say, oh, look where Taylor was and where Taylor is now. Look where Tony Ralston was mm. and where Tony Ralston is now. Thank you, Brian. 01419511025. Are you agreeing or disagreeing with anything that's been said about that game? Uh, please pick up the phone. Rangers fans. Was that the best performance of the weekend uh, of the season? I should say at the weekend. Was it the best performance of the season? What impressed you about it? And can you take that into Ajax tomorrow? Pick up the phone right now, and we'll get you on next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday are here. He's just spent the last four minutes during the break talking about his goals. Over the last few days as well So get in touch Change the subject Take us as far away From an Andy Halliday header As possible 01419511025 Rangers fans were asking you Was that the best performance of the season At the weekend What did you like about it And how does it set you up For a game against Ajax At Ibrox tomorrow Let us know on the phones Right now please Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Let's bring in Jack Who is a Rangers fan uh, from Shettleson I'll throw that question on you Jack if you don't mind was that the best performance of the season? Well no because uh, Aberdeen scored Okay fine you're a, you're a hard yeah. man to please what one was better then? No you put me in a spot there That's good <laughs> like, right, look, PSV away Oh yeah Do you know what See when I asked the question earlier I did put the word domestic in there oh, just to, to cover it but no you're right maybe, I, maybe, I didn't Maybe Hearts at Tynecastle unfortunately on this occasion You think so? Either way then Four mil, Was it better? Was it what Rangers fans were looking for at the weekend? I, I I think it was for me because I think, listen, Rangers were under a lot of pressure. Uh, regardless of a goal 1-0 down, I, I do believe they started the game really well. I think the big thing for me was just a, there was a clear increase in tempo in the way Rangers played. 36 shots, I mean, I, I, I've been looking at the stats after every sort of Rangers game and seeing 16, 17 shots, nowhere near enough, three on target. I think if you look at the stats alone, regardless of even watching the game, I mean, it was clearly an improvement in the performance. Just going to ask you, Jack, two things in particular. How good 
Can Antonio Cholak be for Rangers this season? And is the team beginning to get more out of fashion, Sakala? Jack, can you hear us? I think we'll get Jack back. I don't know what's. You can answer it, Andy. Well, I, I, I do have a theory around that because I remember when when Giovanni Van Bronckhorst first came in as a Rangers manager last year. The big there wasn't much change, but the big change I noticed was before under under Steven Gerrard it was that narrow front three which maybe sort of sort of suited certain players. But initially, when Giovanni Van Bronckhorst first came in, it was wingers high and wide, unleashing the full-backs, really stretching big the game, Dutch playing thing. with a lot of width. Yeah. But this this season, which is probably due to the, the lack of consistency with Matondo, Sakala, whoever's played on that right side, whether it be Malik Tillman or, or Scotty Arfield, I do think there's been a certain amount of attacking threat came out of Rangers without playing uh, that, that out-and-out winger high and wide. So, like I said, has his form been great? No, but has he had a lot of chances for Sakala? I don't believe he has. And one thing I always think he does is he's a numbers player. I think he's really effective, regardless of games where, even last season, where he never played so well, he'd pop up with a goal, he'd pop up with an assist, he would, he would affect certain games. So maybe just playing that out-and-out winger instead of trialling Malik Tillman, who clearly doesn't suit that position, Scott Arfield, who's never played that position in his career, or maybe just sticking with a Matondo and a Sakala for a run to give them a run of games mm-hmm. and hopefully improve that consistency. What do you think, Jack? Is that a Rangers back? Or is, it, is it one small step on the road to where you want to be? You know, how, how do you feel about things overall? I, I, I know what you're saying but you know I think with you he's, he's one bad result away from this coming back on so it can happen next week it can happen two weeks three weeks he's got to go on a, kind of a 10 game unbeaten run which is going to be so hard but that's kind of what's, that's where he is just now and it's been unfair because he's, most of his main players that you would say like Alonso uh, who come in goals and people who have been doing well They've all got injured, but for me, the the main one who is key to come back, and I think is the main one to come back, is Hadji. I think they're really missing him. I think he's beyond filming because he gives you so much more work as well. Because there's times when it's a physical game where Rangers don't have the ball as much in a European game, he just disappears, you know. And with Matondo, I think he's been played in the wrong position. I think he's, he should be played in the left. And then the the, the sorry, they keep going on, but the tactics seem to be changing again. Is the way it went back to when Gio came in originally? The wingers are right wide, and that's where Abdicat played as well. They're very wide. When we were getting results and everything else, like that, they kind of went. The wingers went in a wee bit, and then the left back and the right back were just firing up all the time. It would be Barisic or uh, Tavernier mm-hmm. were just firing up, and that's where most of their joy came from. It just seems to change, and it just doesn't. It seems very very slow. Everything we're playing. Jack understands the way this footballing environment works, Andy. When we said it like at the weekend, you can't you can't have Friday night saying if Rangers lose tomorrow, Gio needs to go, to then Monday night saying, ah brilliant, everything's all rosy again because yeah. of a good performance and result against Aberdeen. So that's obviously not the case. What did you see though on Saturday that you think could be the start of something? Or or what are the what were the characteristics that you think Rangers now need to to take forward into some big games Well like I said I do think the biggest thing is that increased tempo I think Rangers are starting games sluggish uh, I think they have done for a number of weeks 
And when you do that and you give teams something to hold on, especially when they come to Ibrox, they grow in confidence. And listen, it probably did help that Aberdeen came with a lot of confidence and try to try to win the game. I mean, Aberdeen didn't sit in with a living man behind mm-hmm. the ball like Livingston done the week before. So Aberdeen actually came and had a go, probably left more spaces for Rangers. But like I said, we're playing the two wingers high and wide. I think the first goal is a perfect example for that. With the wingers playing high and wide, it stretches the Aberdeen back four and then that allows a Malik Tillman, who for me, and it's really split opinions within Rangers fans, I really like Malik Tillman. One thing I do think he has uh, has to add to his game more is running in behind the uh, Antonio Cholak. Antonio Cholak's a penalty box striker. He's not someone that's going to blister away in terms of pace in behind. And we're stretching that back for the first goal. Malik Tillman finds that pocket of space, runs in behind the uh, the defence. A great ball for, for John Lundstrom. Then uh, obviously that's what, what comes for the first goal. I mean, Jack's mentioning Roger about going on like a you know a ten game unbeaten run. That that would have to incorporate Ajax tomorrow. Um, Depends how much you care about these things. The that tag which could be stuck onto Rangers as being the worst ever performing team in the, in the group stages. I, I don't know how much people care about that. I don't know what what sort of extra incentive that is to people or not. But ultimately, they'll just try and win the game tomorrow. Yeah, I think they will win the game. And in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter too much. Yeah, there's going to be a stigma of that. You know, result happens. Although I believe Victoria Pilsen could still be even worse than oh, yeah, minus yeah. 17 and they play Barcelona. Um, the important thing for Rangers, we mentioned this in the show last week, Gordon, is to get to the World Cup break having won all their domestic games. To stay in touch with the top of the league and then get some of these players back. Now, I think John Lundstrom suspended tomorrow. I think there's nine players missing the game through injury. Goldson, Suter, Hollander, Ben Davis, Jack... Haji, Roof, Yilmaz, Lawrence. It, that's an awful lot of talent mm. to be sitting about in the main stand. So the five-week break between the 12th of November and I think the Rangers are back the 15th of December, a Thursday night at home to Hibs, that'll allow Giovanni Vimbrongas to get a few, not all, but a few of those players back. They would make a difference to any squad. How big a blow is that, Jack? Because... Um... You know, Yilmaz was probably the one that the or the only one that got any sort of pass marks um, from Naples. He then started quite brightly, but came off very early. And we've had news tonight that it's going to be a few weeks for him. See, that's the thing. You're, I was watching the game all day. I was like, oh, he's doing well. He's looks like he's quite good because he was getting in. He was very positive, just going forward all the time. Uh, and then he's injured. You know, and that seems to be the same with Lawrence. And then Ruth came back for a wee bit. He's been. Well, that for ages, so is Hollander as well. You think he, he would have been in there as well. So he's not playing his best squad, but some of the signings that he's made, we're all, I don't think, I, I generally don't think uh, Gio's made them have just, they've not been good enough. There's maybe one or two, like uh, Cholak, Lawrence, they've just not been good enough. And that's, I think we're putting a high bar with Adibo and things like that. Mm. But where's Kamara as well? He just seems to have disappeared. I know he might be injured and things like that, but he just seems to have disappeared completely. Well, to answer the question, he's back tomorrow, Andy. And Rangers might well need him, because if you do the the arithmetic, if you like, it's going to have to be James Sands and Leon King, really, yeah. in central defence. Ben Davies won't make the game tomorrow. John Lundstrom is suspended, yep. as Roger says. We already know that guys like Ryan Jack are injured, so... That sort of the bottom of the spine, if you like, of that team is is looking a bit short tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, listen, and you're, you're saying Glenn Kamara's back, but when was the last time he played? Yeah. Was it yeah. PSV? It's been a long been, time. Surely we are field and Davis with Tillman just on. Yeah, one, you'd think you so. Think. Which isn't the most mobile, I'd say, especially in Champions League football. But listen, both of them have done well uh, at certain times of the game. But 
no, listen, I think the injury list at, at Rangers is a worry, but you know, I'm playing for a team that's dealing with their own injury list problems, so I certainly know how they feel. But I think it's important that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst gets the best out of the squad that he's, he's currently got available. And uh, listen, I think you've got to say over the last few weeks, I don't think that's been happening. And hopefully, this uh, Aberdeen game's the start or something. Yeah, you've done Glenn Kamara out of a few appearances. He played a few against, after that. Yeah, St. Mirren at home was the last one, the 4 0. He, even, he came on still, at Anf- he, he, he came on at Anfield as well um, for the last ten minutes or so. But yeah, um, let's hear a bit from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. He's been speaking to the media this evening because of that game uh, tomorrow. He is obviously hoping they can end the tough campaign with a victory. Well, I mean, it's it will be uh, disappointed, of course, because um, we knew the opposition we are facing in Champions League is from a much um, uh, higher level than we faced last season. You can see all the games we played. It's uh, it's been really tough, you know. And once we qualified in in Holland against PSV, I knew it's going to be a really tough European season, as I um, also had with my my, uh, my my old team final in Champions League. Only get the first three points, the last game at home against Napoli. But yeah, you want to have always the highest level of of opponents. That's why you are. You know, a top player and, 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 and a club, you want to be in, involved in the highest level, although it means, you know, the opposition is quite strong. And uh, so it will be disappointing not to get any points. You know, still one game to be played, but then, you know, we have to uh, switch back to all the domestic uh, competition we are involved still. Where are you on the on the, the messaging, the mindset, if you like? We've seen some complaints from Rangers fans about that, from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and, you know, Talking about the level being much higher People have pointed this out before The problem with constantly referring to Ajax as being of a higher level Is people quite rightly say Well we knocked PSV out of the qualifiers Who sit a grand total of one point behind Ajax In the Eredivisie table Who beat Arsenal in the Europa League last week So is is tomorrow one that of course it's going to be tough But the, the inferiority complex should maybe go out the window a bit um, yeah, listen, Rangers have nothing to lose um, You can take two views at it Maybe Rangers punched above their weight To beat PSV home and away And, and get through and qualify for the group stages um, It's been a disappointing campaign But I think Napoli Are five points clear at the top of Serie A Every time you look at one of their games They seem to be scoring a fourth and a fifth <laughs> yeah. goal In their games um, Ajax are decent you know, they've, they've spent a lot of money. I think they spent about 100 million. Now, they bring a lot of that in, Gordon, of course, to do. I think they spent about 100 million during the summer. They paid Rangers in excess of 20 mm-hmm. million for Calvin Bassey. So that tells you where the, the clubs stand in the sort of pecking order. Liverpool, they look rubbish domestically in the English Premier League this season. Worst start they've ever had under Jurgen Klopp. But the one thing they have done is that other than Napoli away, they've turned up for their European games. And I would expect them to turn up again tomorrow night. So it has been tough for Rangers. I think when they go, listen, when the draw was made, I think everyone recognised it was an extremely difficult group. I think the more disappointing thing has been the manner of some of the uh, some of the defeats. Uh, like I said, when the draw got made, you're looking at maybe Ajax at home, Napoli at home is the two games that where they could potentially get points. But I think we've, we've seen pretty quickly that Napoli had a lot better side than a lot of us gave them credit for when the draw came out. But Listen, it's one game to go. Uh, I'm sure they'll want to end it on a high. But to be honest, I, I do think Rangers will be more than happy to see the back of the Champions League and focus on domestic football after that. Good time for you to call, by the way. The ideal time to call, in fact, because we're going to get some travel, which means you could be up next. So 0141 951 1025. Give us a call. 
0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna are here. It's 0141-951-1025 for you to join in. We're asking you Celtic fans, are the Livingston struggles a thing of the past? Uh, how good is Greg Taylor? Are you happy to see Jota back? What did you make of the handball Award uh, Handball penalty award At the weekend Pick up the phone And let us know Rangers fans Was that the best Domestic performance uh, Of the season Can you take it Into Ajax And even more Injuries tonight No Yilmaz Or Ben Davies Tomorrow What is happening On that front Pick up the phone And let us know And there's loads Of VAR stuff For us to talk about As well Tony Watts Red card Anyone The St Johnson Sending off A few handballs If you fancy Any of that or anything else Please do pick up that phone Graham's a Rangers fan in Bells Hill What did you make of the weekend Graham? Was that the best domestic performance of the season? Hi good evening Gordon Yeah I, it, it really was I think the uh, the best one I've seen so far this year I'm a season ticket holder And I go to all the games And um, it definitely did feel that um, there's, there's something that I've been observing For the last couple of games That's been kind of bothering me I wanted to see what Andy thought about this um, and it's actually in relation to uh, our captain, James Tavernier. Um, and this isn't a reflection on the, the missed penalty or anything like that, but it just feels to me like the guy's playing with his head down a bit just now. I don't know if something's bothering him, he's upset, he's unsettled, or maybe he's under instructions maybe to stay back a bit because Leon King's in and maybe giving him a bit of support. But it just feels like we're not seeing the buccaneering Tavernier that we, we, we're used to. And even like his celebrations and stuff seem a wee bit muted. I don't know. I, I just feel as if he thinks maybe the weight that the world's on his shoulders and he's feeling it a bit. But I don't know if Andy's spotted it or if he thinks maybe he's unhappy or something's going on with him. But uh, that's what I was calling about. Tonight. Andy? No, listen, Graham, I think it's fair. Uh, I think he's probably been Rangers' most consistent player over the last sort of two or three seasons. But I think we're not seeing the best of James Tavenier just now. My answer probably is, is you know, I've seen a lot of speculation. Is he carrying a little niggle? I think we've seen a, a couple of snippets where cameras have picked up him wincing at certain tackles and certain movements. So I don't know if that's the case with him just now. I'm not too sure. But I think he answered the question that he feels okay. I think especially going into that Dundee game in the cup last week, if he was carrying a knock, you know, is that a chance to, for for him to get a rest, bring in Adam Devine, the young kid, give him a chance against Dundee in the Cup, but you know, James Tavenier played mm-hmm. in the game, again, didn't look you know, as convincing as he usually does. So the answer to your question is, I don't know if he is sort of carrying a niggle or not, but I don't think there's any doubt I'm not seeing the best of him right I now. I mean, he was back amongst the goals, Graham, despite that missed penalty at the weekend. You still, you still noticed it at the weekend, you didn't think there was an improvement there? I just think it's his body language for me. He seems to be, he's always been the one that's kind of gesturing and talking to people and, you know, just get a bit of fire about him. But I, I just, I've noticed it not just at the weekend, but the last couple of games, he seems quite subdued and within himself. And, and maybe, as I say, as maybe he's just feeling a bit of pain somewhere. Um, and that would, be, that would be a concern if we're playing him when he's, when he's not fit. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if it's because he's the captain and we're not having the greatest, greatest of times at the moment. He's feeling it a bit, but... You know, I just you know, I was seeing John Lundstrom gesture and and try to get the, the team up for it at the weekend, and I wasn't really seeing that for Tav when normally he would have been the one that was kind of firing the boys up. So I don't know, just something I can't put my finger on it. I just feel like something's quite not right with him at the moment. I mean, Roger, I saw a lot, and Andy, a lot of Rangers fans make the point that he looked. Um didn't look like he was tracking back the way he usually would for Livingston's goal. Was it when Christian Montano went down the left? And then it kind of got forgotten about because Rangers went on to win comfortably. But it was, it was quite a, 
was quite a strange goal to lose, wasn't it? Because James Tavernier stopped to protest his innocence once Duke goes down, and then you can ask, did Duke dive and all that sort of stuff? But either way, James Tavernier is so determined to prove his innocence to the ref that he stops, at it's, which point Conor Barron... Funny, Gordon, I was looking forward to seeing it because I was sat at Easter Road watching Hibson Merlin on Saturday and you guys were discussing the Aberdeen goal and I was trying to visualise it in my head and when I saw it at the weekend, my first instinct was James Tavernier thinks Duke's getting booked for diving. James Tavernier thinks Rangers are getting a free kick there because to me, mm. Duke dived. To me... It could easily have been a free kick to Rangers yep. a, book, a booking for Duke And I think he's stopped now Andy will tell you Professional players are told Don't stop Well, keep, t- To be keep, fair Keep playing I, I would I would say more than professional players are told that Well yeah And he, he made he made an error um, If you look at Graham's general point about him He's played an awful lot of football um, He never really gets a rest You look on the other side You know Last season Barisic was in and out And Bassi oh, played Hold on a minute it's Halloween. Oh, I know. Things are falling like off. That. Things are falling off the walls in here. It says beware as well when it's fell off. What just happened? I think the studio's haunted. You see that? I did you see, see it. Yeah. I, I saw Andy see it and the look in his face was quite concerned. Anyway, it was a great point you were making, so carry on. <laughs> but it hasn't done it. And eventually mm-hmm. these things do catch up with players. Look at the injury list at Hearts. Andy yeah. was talking about earlier on. The injury list at Rangers. And and through it all. You know, James Tower there just plays on. There's Celtic, he's opposite number of Celtic. Callum McGregor, many times mm. in the last three or four years have we said, oh, you know, he, yeah. he always plays. And now he doesn't play because he's out injured. Jota, muscle fatigue. Never heard of a player mm. get muscle fatigue before, but it's understandable that he has what he's going through. Tavernier just plays on. Rangers signed the Polish lad Zakowski, who was supposed mm-hmm. to come in now and again, wasn't up to it and he's away back to Poland. So is, is, that, is that maybe somewhere to direct a bit of analysis as well then? Because... Cheap comparison, you always do it across the city. If Juranovic needs a spell, Anthony Ralston plays. Adam Devine, who I'm sure may well have a wonderful career in front of him, it it doesn't look like they're ready to rest James Tavernier and play him at any point in some of these big games. He's just got a new contract and they've got very high hopes for him. So should there be someone else? He's not at the level Nathan Patterson was at. Nathan Patterson was the ideal guy to come in and out and give. James Tavernier That break Roger, he's, he's not getting that Roger break. I agree with you But if you're not going to rest him At home to Dundee In the Scottish Cup Then when are you going to rest him Because surely that is an opportunity well, To bring in young Adam Devine maybe as well They didn't rest him Given the performance for the rest <laughs> Yeah true But again I mean James Tavernier Certainly wasn't the bit. And, and you're quite right to point out that The last two goals I think you know, The Livingston goal And the, and the goal against Aberdeen he, he didn't cover his selling goal, uh, glory And actually when I watched The Aberdeen one I initially thought I think he feels if he's gave a, a penalty away. See that sort of a, a, a face, a going to the referee straight away to sort of plead your innocence. But like you said, you've got to put it to the whistle. And, uh, it resulted do, in Aberdeen putting the back Do you think he misses Connor Goldson? Because Connor Goldson has been a constant at his side for years. Yeah, and uh, and he has been Rangers' best centre back for the last three seasons, four seasons. So uh, listen, you've mentioned six, seven centre halves that Rangers have injured. Listen, the main one's Conor Goldson, and that is the one who James Tavernier mm. has been his partner over the last three, four seasons. She's not got the same level of stability next to him. Leon King's a, a young kid, so James Tavernier's obviously trying to focus on his own position, but at the same time coach young Leon through through the game. And right now, like we said, just not seeing the best of James Tavernier. You right have now. to assume, Graham, he goes to the well again tomorrow. Um, how, how much more confidence do you have against Ajax given what happened at the weekend has it done enough to fill you with optimism because I dare say on Friday night uh, you wouldn't have been looking forward to the Ajax game so much 
To be, to be honest with you, this is maybe a bit controversial, but I think Europe's the last thing Rangers need right now. Look at the injury list that we've got, the fixture congestion. We're, we're still within touch and distance at the moment of, 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 in the league, but you know, if we start to lose many more bodies as you know as it's been going, um, that that could easily change. So, to be honest with you, I would I would rotate for tomorrow night and just play it out as a dead rubber game. And just I think the last thing Rangers need at this point, I don't care about the whole record or the worst ever, you know, in, in the Champions League or whatever. I just think we need to think about the here and now. For me, I would be looking to tomorrow to be a dead rubber game and plan for the weekend uh, with what you've got available. I mean, that makes sense, Roger. It sounds logical. I just wonder in the most illogical of footballing cities. Um, I'm not saying it's critical for him, but could Giovanni van Bronckhorst not be doing with avoiding another ugly Champions League night? Yeah, of just course. for the you know, overall perception of things. The disappointment has to be when we saw the draw and it was match day six, and the games are so exciting Rangers against Ajax at Ibrox, Celtic against Real Madrid in mm. the Bernabeu, Hearts going over to Turkey to take on. You know, the big spending Bashiksha here, and we've reached match day six, and there's really nothing in it for any of the teams. Celtic are out. Rangers, mm. uh, you know, a five 0 win for Rangers is about as likely mm. as Andy Hanley scoring a header. <laughs> but you've you've seen the reaction in the last couple of weeks. You know, can you totally park tomorrow night and not worry about the the outcome the way that Graham is? Well, Gordon, it is currently five to seven. And I'm amazed that not the most optimistic Rangers fans not phoned in talking about a 5-0 victory <laughs> tomorrow night. Not one chat about it at all. But listen, I, I'm going to be honest. We've got a dead rubber on Thursday. And my main priority going into the game, absolutely want to go over there. We want to enjoy it. We tr- want to try and get a result. But my main priority is I want to make sure that the bodies we've got fit aren't added to the treatment table before mm-hmm. a massive game against Motherwell on Sunday. So that's me saying that as a player. I don't think that's any different with Rangers. But theirs isn't quite as much a dead rubber as we are the point you make I think is valid that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst I think he's coming under a little bit of pressure I'm pretty sure that he'll want a victim more than anyone tomorrow night Graham it was nice to speak to you some good points well made let's move on to this it's that time of the night already Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football a disastrous week on Beat the Pundit for the pundits and it was great for me what a, what a position to be in to watch Gordon DL lose on Tuesday Marvin Bartley lose on Wednesday Gordon DL lose again on Thursday and the listeners uh, come up with the bragging rights at the end of the week let's see if we can do it again 01419511025 it's a bit tougher when these two are in town but I know you like a challenge give us a call before 7 and it'll be your chance to beat the pundit next Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday are here We had to get them back together on a Monday To try and save some Honestly the sign balls Like they're going out of fashion here Because three victories for the listeners last week Although fair play to the Monday and Friday crew Hugh Keevans, Kenny Miller and the likes Did very well Um, But we're giving away far too many sign balls And personally I'm all for it So let's do this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Right, it is Beat the Pundit time for a new week Keep your calls coming in by the way for afterwards Whether it's any of the weekend's talking points We've not done too much on VAR from over the weekend So why not? That's what it's here for To get us all going So pick up the phone and uh, let us know Let's play tonight's Beat the Pundit Though Dennis is on the line from Knightswood How's it going Dennis? Not bad mate, not bad 
Now you're not actually in Knightswood anymore, are you? On your way to Gatwick to go to Madrid. Listen, that what a trip that is, Roger Hanna. Dead rubber or not, Madrid is a heck of a place to be going to watch your football. Yeah, and I think I read Emilio Butragueno, Real Madrid legend today, pleading with the Real Madrid fans to come and make noise so they weren't drowned out by Dennis and the rest of the Celtic you supporters. Not, you know you're like the gaffer. Can you not, do you not pull rank at any point and just say, listen, I'm, go, I'm going to the Bernabeu because you fancy a trip or do you always just step aside and let your... Your minions do well, it for I, you. I, listen, I, I think we all know that Mrs. Hannah is the gaffer. <laughs> <laughs> and if she thought I was going to go to it's Madrid for three days to enjoy myself, oh, no, the foot would be <laughs> firmly put down. So my colleague Robert Grieve is away today and he'll be he'll be sitting with a pint of Madre while Some I'm in here this evening. Bravas. Uh, Dennis, who are you travelling with? Uh, my daughter and my nephew. Ah, brilliant. What's their names? Warren and Aiden. Brilliant, what a trip that will be Andy I mean you're off to Istanbul for a A dead yeah. robber bit further to go but No, superb it's, Listen, it's the most Arguably the most historic stadium in, in world football So I don't think if Rangers, When was the last time Rangers Celtic played Real Madrid? I think 70s? Cel- no, 1980 I think Celtic played mm-hmm. the old European Cup quarter final oh, You always go to Roger Hanna oh, for the answer, didn't you? I know, exactly Right Dennis, here's the deal I'm going to toss the coin If it's heads you'll play Roger Hanna If it's tails you will play Andy Halliday and it's tails. It's Andy not Halliday. funny. It's not funny, Roger. You just don't play. <laughs> He's not played. Yeah, I he lost watch a couple of weeks play. ago. <laughs> I don't get to watch him play. He lost it's a mental. couple of weeks ago. I know, but I never got to watch him. Well, let's turn up for your work then. Anyway, um, see if you if you didn't see me lose, that maybe means I, I didn't lose. Exactly. Exactly. Right. It might not have happened, Andy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, I'm going to give Andy some Clyde two to listen to. So it's just you and I, Dennis. Your daughter and nephew can help you if they want. It's thirty seconds. Answer as many questions as you can and pass if you don't know, okay? Yep. Right, I'm a bit worried about this line, but I'll give you an extra couple of seconds if we need it, right? You're 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now. Which European country does Ronnie Dyla now manage in? Germany. Who currently wears number 71 for Rangers? I'll get a clue. Name Hart's only summer signing who's not played for the club yet. Which Scottish Championship side did Effie Ambrose make his debut for on Friday? In which decade did Meadowbank Thistle become Livingston FC? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Right, let's bring back Andy. Andy, can you hear us? Why are you laughing? Roger Hannah. You ready? I'm ready, let's go. Same set of questions to you. 30 seconds on the clock. And your time starts now. Which European country does Ronnie Dyler now manage in? Norway. Who currently wears the number 71 for Rangers? Malik Tillman. Name the only Hearts summer signing who's not played for the club yet. Oh, oh no, pass. <laughs> which Scottish Championship side did FA Ambrose make his debut Mom. for on Friday? In which decade did Meadowbank Thistle become Livingston FC? 90s. What nationality is Hibs player Eli Ewan? Gambian And who played more league games for Celtic Joe Ledley or Gary Hooper <sighs> Hooper I oh. cannot believe a hearts one What do you think Dennis? I don't know You get a bit there Dennis who was helping you? Whoever was in the background answered them all <laughs> Honestly they br- She needs to pluck up the courage to come on in the future She was brilliant uh, Ronnie Dyla is now in Belgium Standard Liège 
Malik Tillman wears 71 for Rangers So it's 1-0 to Andy Now, how, emba- how embarrassing know, would it be, right? Not only if you didn't know the only Hearts summer signing who's not played yet But, you, but if, oh, but no. if Dennis got it It's Xander Clark that's, that wasn't even a summer signing, that was after the summer Oh, well done Dennis and company It's a level game You both got Greenock Morton for FA Ambrose And you both got Meadowbank Thistle uh, in the 90s So Andy, you had one. You had two more questions to no, just, I don't just, think to stretch ahead Because uh, Dennis ran out of time Eli Ewan is French So mm. Gambian was... I don't know why, why that came to your mind But anyway, and... I mean a 50-50 to win it for you Joe Ledley or Gary Hooper You went for Gary Hooper It's Joe Ledley (laughs) (laughs) See you should pay attention Joe Ledley was out on the radio Ah, Clyde night out on Friday night So he was going to be an answer all day long Mm -hmm. So Mark Wilson Text producer Callum during the day Saying can I bring a plus one to this night out And producer Callum said no there are no plus ones It's a company wide thing And he thumbed up All the staff, the management No no and Mark brought Joe Ledley oh, Mark. because they had been out all day together. So you can imagine. I'll try to get rid of him. The frame of mind by by the end of the night, it wasn't wasn't pretty. Right, yeah. um, but anyway, we're going to go to a tiebreaker, Dennis. So I'll ask the question. I'll get Andy to write his answer down, and I'll then invite you to give me your attempt. Okay. Great stuff. Here is the question. Are you ready? Yes. Since the start of the SPFL So that's 2013-14 How many players have made over 200 league appearances In the Scottish Premiership? So since the start of the SPFL 2013-14 How many players have made over 200 league appearances? Quite a good innings In the Scottish Premiership Andy, write your answer down please Not a clue man Dennis, what are you going for? Dennis, can you hear us? Dennis, what's your guess? Oh, this is not good. Oh, this is not good. Dennis, can you hear me? Tell me you can hear me. Can you hear me? Yes, what's your guess? Oh. Producer Chris, get his guess off him and hold the number up to the window for goodness sake. I suppose it was good to get someone on who's travelling to Madrid, but with that comes... You know, logistical issues, technical issues. I'd give him, give him the ball. He's anyway. away counting them up. He's just pretending <laughs> he can't hear me. He's counting every single <laughs> one of them. Dennis, is, shou- Dennis going, is shouting to his daughter and nephew. What do you mean you can't Google it? Callum McGregor, James Tavernier. What is going on in there? Is he trying to send smoke signals? For goodness' sake. Shambles! What a shambles! This is a hallo- yeah. this is a Halloween spook. No, listen, I, I'm a competitive man. I'm not being funny, Dennis, but you're it. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis has gone. T- Dennis has gone twenty-five. I look at you laughing because you know he's right. He took ten minutes. That didn't kind of count. You've gone thirty. And the answer is twenty. Dennis. Dennis from somewhere between here and Gatwick has pinched it. Roger went twenty-two. I'm cheating that. You don't want it on your record, do you? Look, he's raging. He's absolutely three raging. losses, three tie breaks. Why is that terrible? These tie breaks. I know. Well, you got to got to do the business earlier on. Know that your own teammate has signed and not played. I tell you what, I actually went to Roger. A good 35 seconds after I still don't know the answer to that Well done Dennis does, uh, does Big Xander still listen to the show? I think from time to time he does I met him last week Former so neighbour of yours wasn't yeah, he? Yeah former neighbour Not anymore 
Hope he's keeping an eye on the old place, but it'll be. It'll be, won't be Last a it's a technicality, wasn't it? Summer signing. It was after the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Second of September. I think it's exactly. It's after the window. Is, is, is that technically autumn? It is. It's, it's not the yeah. summer. That's for sure. I think. I think. On, I'm I don't, sure I've seen you and we are. We are. An African flag next season. Oh, here we go. How many questions do you want to take no, issue with? Like, I'm absolutely positive. Eli the, the, the red, blue, and green one was born in Nantes in France. He's represented France under 18s, under 19s, and under 20. And there is no sign. But has a Gambian flag next season? No, I don't the think he does. Not I don't sure. think he does. Tell you what. That's no, listen, fair play to Dennis. But uh, I mean, if I took ten minutes to answer, I'd have got I know, twenty I, as well. I, I'm feeling a bit uneasy about that. I mean, Dennis will get you signed. No, he deserves ball. a this, uh, he Definitely this, deserves a This next Edinburgh derby will be great when Mamadou Bojang, the Gambian, takes up Andy Halliday. By the way, <laughs> no, I think that, I think you're right. Oh, of you're course right. he's right. You're spot on, eh? <laughs> spot on. <laughs> what a shout, though. Wrong player, but what a shout! Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, well done. As Roy Walker used to say in catchphrase, "It's good, but it's not right." Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Right, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Get in touch. Let us know what is on your mind. That was Dennis and Co. I mean, by the way, you wouldn't have heard this. Dennis answered none of them on his own. Oh, did he get a every single one? Uh, that, listen, that's like came from. I mean, that just adds to my argument that there's no way I lost that. Do you know what though? This is to, to give you a, an insight into my thought process. I read these questions earlier, and I thought, oh, do you know what? I might take the hearts one out because I always think it's a bit unfair that uh-huh. the advantage that Andy's going to have if it's Andy over the contestant. There, Gordon. We go. Do you know what? I'm still delighted at. I got a squad numbers question right. You did, yeah, yeah. For the first time, there is a first time for everything. I'm delighted with that. Uh, do pick up the phone let us know what you've got for us 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, what else have we got on here we're getting a few tweets coming in earlier on um, and Dennis is phoning back in what's he what's he wanting to give his original answer which was 53 <laughs> uh, uh, 174 <laughs> uh, anyway he is trying to to get back in touch um and you know what Producer Callum's not even on the show And he's delighted That you passed that He's already been in touch No I know And um, oh, let's see this guy He's get, I always say Roger Hannah's got too much time In his hands Producer Callum's sending me Messages that say That according to the Astronomical calendar Autumn doesn't begin Until the 23rd of September Nah come on Oh keep peace right, we've, gone, we've gone too far The window was shut We have gone too far Anyway right, Please do get your calls in Rangers fans We're looking ahead to uh, Tomorrow night Against Ajax Celtic fans were asking you Is that the Livingston hoodoo over? Another convincing victory uh, Yesterday um, On the AstroTurf Jota back I'll be welcome won't it Roger Hanna Oh very much so I think uh, Ange Postecoglou will want Everyone back That he can get back For this game against Real Madrid In the Bernabeu On Wednesday evening And all the players Will want to play Um you know, there'll be some dead rubbers in this last match day in the three European competitions. I'm quite sure some players could see long trips far enough. Every Celtic player will want to play against Real Madrid in the Bernabeu. Right, it's a... I mean, this, the, we spoke about it, Rangers having a, a dead rubber, if you like. Um, and you're saying, the caller said, you know, just kind of park that stuff. What about for for Celtic? Is it is it the same then? Or do you go and... Have you got that... Uh, that slight added incentive of what would be 
An extremely famous place To go and, to go and get a result What's the appetite like You have there? the added incentive That you're going to the Bernabeu But also I don't think Celtic Quite have the injury problems That Rangers do I think True. Rangers is more the worry of if, What if Leon King or James Sands Gets injured who's play, Who plays centre half At the weekend So I, I think that's more the issue uh, coming out of Rangers just now so listen I think the Celtic players will embrace going to like I said one of the most historic stadiums in the world and with the Barcelona results still talked about now so I imagine they go and win at the Bernabeu regardless of being a dead rubber or not um, Is that the Ange Postacoglu way as well Roger would you just again just go and do exactly what they did in previous games and hope, hope something lands Oh I don't think he's going to change his philosophy now Gordon I don't think there's any chance of that whatsoever he will go 4-3-3 he will try and match Real Madrid on their own patch and he will take his chances um, he said before a ball was kicked on match day one when Madrid came to Celtic Park that's the way he was going to go about his business and he stayed true to that and I think he will feel content regardless of the result that he's done it his way rather than tempering the style tempering the philosophy and losing with someone else's way yeah I mean the thing about that game, Andy, I suppose there is still well, there's something there for for Madrid in the sense that they Mist- can win the group. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know how oft, how much do you think the big clubs care about that? I don't know. Is that a priority for a team that's just won the Champions League last year? I, I mean, I think regardless of who Real Madrid play, I think they'll fancy their chances against anyone. And I think if you actually look at the the other tables, there's a lot of good teams in, in first and second place. So, uh, do I think Real Madrid will go full strength? Yes. So I think regardless of the team Celtic are going to play tomorrow, it's going to be a very good and one. I know things; all things are relative, Andy. But for Real Madrid, it's been a difficult week. They lost, remember, in Leipzig. Um, they were held at home by Girona yesterday, a late mm, penalty. Yeah, yeah. And even later, red card for Tony Cruz. So by their standards, they're not in a great place. And they will want to win the group because they won't want the PSGs, the Man Cities, the Bayern Munichs in the last 16 they want to win the wins in it so is that then back to an example of a contradiction or, or not, not a contradiction but an example of why it's not always every single time about the budget 9 times out of 10 99 times out of 100 fine but if Girona can hold Real Madrid why can't Celtic trouble them if yeah, Rangers can beat PSV over two legs what, you know, why can't they beat Ajax 100% I mean that, that is what makes football great there, there is a chance for both of these sides to finish disappointing campaigns with a flourish Rangers have been beset by injury and suspension they will find it difficult and anyone taking on Real Madrid away from home you talk about Girona I will see your Girona and I'll raise you Sheriff Tiraspol who went and won at the Bernabeu last season, but it will be a big ask for Celtic to go and do that. I mean, because what was David Martindale's arithmetic? Forty-five times on I this yesterday. Was that, that he right? said afterwards, didn't he? he? Said, you know, you talk about Celtic and Rangers in the Champions League when they have got six, seven times. He mentioned the disparity yeah. financial. Whereas but he said Celtic's budget is forty times Livy's. So that you know, is that, that he, the reality of and it? And he pays Marvin Bartley. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Yeah, I suppose. And they got a point. I books the week before, so yep. I mean the disparity finances certainly didn't come into play at I books the week before. Okay, let's see what we can do over the next two nights. Then oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Just a quick one for you. I'm sure you've heard about this: the Billie Jean King Cup by Gainbridge. It's the Women's World Cup of Tennis. We've been talking about it 
on the show for the last few weeks Andy's a big tennis fan I know that uh, and the biggest stars in the game are going to battle out at the Emirates Arena on the 8th to the 13th of November there's over 100 countries involved so it's actually the biggest annual international team competition in women's sport and there's a pair of tickets up for grabs if you go to Clyde1.com great time to call we'll get you on next Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna are here. I think we're going to have to make unprecedented There's been a steps rare. here. I think we're going, to ha- we're going to have to declare tonight's beat the pundit null and void Right, Dennis can still get his signed ball because we wouldn't do that to him But producer Chris has just come into the studio during the break, Roger Hanna And admitted that he couldn't actually hear what Dennis's guess was He heard the word five and just decided <laughs> that it was 25 Which just decided means... he'd beat me So there's every chance that no. Dennis said five off And was, was miles off you would, you would think producer Chris would be more careful now, Gordon DL already has made it clear to the public he doesn't like producer Chris. <laughs> and now, Andy Halliday's beginning to side with us. Well, listen, I think we will we will give the sign ball to Dennis. It's the right thing to do. We can't have that going in your, your record. No, no, no. You know how serious I take beat the pundit, so I'm not, I'm not accepting it. Because I was already feeling a bit, oh, this has not gone really to plan. And then he came in during the... See, if I was him, I'd have kept that to myself. Because none of know. us would Fair know. play at you, Chris, actually. Yeah, I do honesty. like you. Just, I, just I want to finish no idea what he said. a goal against RFS in Europe A header to win at Ross County yesterday This would have ruined his weekend oh, I know, sure. I would have I'm sure But listen, you can't say five and, and beat me when I'm closer It's just no possible What did, what did you say? 30 0141 We're talking the weekend's action Celtic at Livy Rangers, is it the best domestic performance of the season? We've not even really argued about VAR yet Seriously You call yourselves Scottish football fans yeah, Come no on why. No why because it was Motherwell exactly. United yeah. St Johnson mm-hmm. and Kilmarnock No one cares God in the two callers I want I want somebody to talk about The Tony Watt red card mm-hmm. So I can really tell The public how I feel I'll just And I also it. want There's got to be a Rangers fan That fancies a 5-0 tomorrow There's got to be There usually is isn't there Yeah there's got to be one Maybe though they're feeling A little bit cautious Because we had a couple Last Wednesday night Who th- who actually thought Rangers were going to go and win in Naples and came on and said it. Mm, so and they're, then, they're not calling back again so soon. Yeah. Right, so the Crazy Pony wants to know on your teaser oh. tonight, if you can name the last 12 players to receive a league winner's medal in any of the so-called big five leagues who've also played for Celtic or Rangers. So we're looking for the last 12 players who've got a league winner's medal, top flight, in any of the so-called big five uh, who've also played for Celtic or Rangers So like England, Spain, Italy, France, Germany Van Dijk Yes Rog That's a good question huh? That is a cracker eh Crazy Pony's th- brilliant isn't he I think the teams yeah, that have good. won these leagues uh, By the way Malik Tillman a shout? No mm. Well no he's not a shout No he's, he's absolutely not I see where you're coming from But I don't think he would have Played enough games Or whatever to get a A medal No I need to get my head Around this one Andy That's a cracker though Yeah There are a couple of obvious ones In there to be fair But yeah a few tricky ones as well That's fulltime At Clyde1.com Fulltime at Clyde1.com To send your questions in John's in Linwood John Andy wants to hear A Rangers fan Who predicts 5-0 tomorrow Are you that man? You sure that's no Dennis? 
I think Dennis is back on the phone saying, so what's going on here? What is going on? Is there some sort of signalling difficulty out there that I don't know about? Honestly. Well, well, I'm sure John's known his way to Madrid anyway, so. Is John on Hughes Nokia? Oh, is that what's happened to you? I, I think he might be. I think he's we've interrupted him mid snake. <laughs> and he's, um, there's nothing worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, what do you think tomorrow? Uh, I think. We'll get a chance of beating Ajax tomorrow. Uh, I don't think it'll be a five nothing win, but I've kinda, I don't get along with this kind of defeatist attitude that Van Bronckhorst has had right for the start. Like saying we're not at that level. Of course we're at that level. We we go to that level. You know what I mean? So I don't quite go along with that. that we're not good enough. So you're not predicting five, but you'll settle for four. <laughs> I would take four. <laughs> I. <laughs> uh, Roger, we did. You know, kind of skirted by it earlier on Has there been a defeatist attitude As John calls it? No, I don't think there's been a defeatist attitude I think we're sort of conditioned To football managers and football players Always entering these competitions Optimistically and talking the talk Before they've walked the walk And I think off the back of that Match day one defeat in Amsterdam Which was something of a culture shock To Rangers and Rangers supporters After the European campaign last year Giovanni van Bronckhorst was asked a question about levels and he said simply, it's mm-hmm. impossible for Rangers to compete at this level. Now, Is that the word it, that's, it takes, that's, that's it takes annoying you back, some people? It, impossible? It take, yeah, it takes you back to previous things that have been said. Remember James Tavernier's notes in the Hamilton game. So, sometimes honesty isn't maybe the best policy. Sometimes you maybe need to dress things up a little bit for public consumption. I'm quite sure if Giovanni van Bronckhorst could take those words back that were uttered in the, the Johan Cruyff arena that night, he probably would take I think them so. back. I feel like he sort of repeated that message to an extent. In fact, let's hear more from him tonight. He's up, it's an updated version, if you like. Well, John's on the phone. We compete with Ajax, a team who's almost played the final and they are five, six years in a row, like, doing well in Europe. We haven't been, you know, we're doing well in Europe the last three years. We're still, you know, not at the same level as Ajax, but, you know, we are uh, developing, and that's, uh, you know, that's the way it is. You know, it's the difference are in Europe at the moment. You know, if you see Ajax, you know, it's, you know, it's, uh, I think the, the players overall are, or from a higher level, their 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 budget is high. They 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 bought for a hundred million. They they bought another bad defender from us last season. So uh, I mean, it's you know we cannot compare ourselves with with Ajax, but we can compete with them on the day, and especially at home at Ibrox. So can compete on the day, Andy. Maybe that's a slightly more optimistic take. Um, Fans like John often come on here and talk about you know the message that sends to a player or whatever. How would you feel? If you were in the dressing room, I can understand these comments, but sometimes listen. I think you are on a hiding to nothing when you come out with comments like that as a manager. Because see, when you do drop points to Livingston at home on the other side of the coin, where David Martindale could have the exact same approach, but I'm no no doubt that he's set his team up to get a result at Ibrox. We just spoke about. Obviously, it didn't happen. But Jim Goodwin going into the game at Rangers very positive to try and get a result. So listen, in terms of his comments, I don't think the wording is great. Is it true what he's saying? Yep, it is. Yeah. I listen, the disparity between the, the clubs is there for everyone to see. But it's like I, I touched on earlier on the show. I think it's more the man or the defeat that's maybe mm. not looked so good in Rangers. What do you think, John, ultimately, as Andy says, is it is it not just true about the money and the signings and taking Calvin Bassey and all that stuff? I do I do kinda of see that, the fact that we're not at the same level financial, that goes without saying, but it was the same we didn't have the same financial backing last year. 
and we go to the Europa League final. And when we talk about the Champions League level, nobody at that level. A lot of the teams that are in the Champions League this season, we competed against last season in the Europa League, and we got to a final. And for all the finances they had, they didn't. So it's just, as I said, Van Bronckhorst has come out and said he's we're not at that level, and I get that. But I, I think to put that into players' heads after the, the couple of seasons they've had in Europe, isn't quite sad. But I do get what you're saying about the, the difference in finances. There's no doubt about that. But we should be able to compete, at least go and compete better than what we have in the last five games. Yes, yeah, I mean, that's just a fact, Roger. It is. It's, it's just a fact. But you would sympathise, surely, with Rangers fans who... You know, want to believe that well not it's not in fact it's not anything to do with belief who enjoyed what they did last season in the Europa League, feel like they deserved it, they deserved it over two legs against teams who take Borussia Dortmund, for instance, life after Erling Haaland for them, they still go and get a draw with Man City. Uh in the la- was that the last round of fixtures in yeah. the Champions League. We've used the PSV and Ajax example. So it's very yeah. easy to broad brush and say the Champions League is a step up in class because, of course, it is overall, generally speaking. But there must be there must be these examples in there that can allow you to well speak a bit more optimistically. Yeah, okay, I'll give you an example here. Each year at the end of the season, teams are promoted from one division to another. There was Kilmarnock feeling really good at themselves in May, winning loads and loads of football games, winning the league title in the Championship with yep. Derek McInnes, and they've come up and. They really haven't won an awful lot again. I'm sorry, right? You are much better than that comparison because in the no. championship last year, Kilmarnock didn't play St Mirren and Motherwell and Livingston. No, the point was going to make it. Some teams can come up to a different level and make a good festival. There's Brentford, mm-hmm. for example, came up, punched way above their weight, and they seemed to cope okay despite everything being stacked against them. But some the teams difference co- between the Europa League and the Champions League, it's not. They're, they're not entirely. They're not entirely separate in that way Because some of the teams are the same Or they're at the same level Yeah but in the Champions League If Rangers were coming up Rangers Rangers last season were a Europa League team They have been promoted yeah, if, if, you you like. w- if you want to put a tag on it But, but are Ajax Ra- much different but, from but, PSV? But Rangers aren't going in taking on Victoria Pilsen Or Maccabi uh-huh. Haifa No but Ajax The draw that Rangers landed mm-hmm. Napoli, Liverpool and Ajax Yeah was arguably as tough as they could have got. Absolutely. Look at Eintracht Frankfurt to beat Rangers in the final. Yep. They've gone in against Marseille, Sporting Lisbon and Tottenham. It's not really the same no, as Rangers tough. have gone in on. And even they've only picked up, I think, seven mm. points in their group. They're not exactly... It's not you know, bad though, is it? Yeah, exactly. It's not bad, but it's not as you know tough as Rangers. So I think Rangers going into this competition, had Rangers gone in against mm. Marseille, Sporting Lisbon and Spurs... And they all wiped the floor with Rangers. I think that would be more of an argument. I think the You're point, taking on three of the best teams the, in Europe. The point is, in comparison to last season, then what, what are you telling the Rangers fans? Are you telling them they were lucky to beat Dortmund they, or they didn't deserve to beat Dortmund, they didn't deserve to beat Leipzig? Because these are the types of teams that are that cope in ch- at Champions League level. Last season, Rangers built up a real head of momentum. They didn't have a lot of injuries. The players believed they could get through and they played easier teams than they've played this year. This season, they've had a lot of injuries. The new players haven't hit the ground running. They've missed some of the players who have left and they've gone in against probably the form team in Europe in Napoli. Um, a Liverpool side that's played three of the last five Champions League finals and an Ajax side that spent £100 million, including 20-odd million on the Rangers' centre-half. Well, I, I do think it's... I do think it's fair to say, listen, I've said it twice on the show so far, I'd, see if Rangers have lost all five games 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0
I, I think you're looking at the campaign as, I mean, look who they're up against. That they've competed. They've, it's like I said, they've conceded 19 goals in five games. They've scored one. So I think it is more than manner. Mm. I don't think anyone expected them to get out of the group. Mm. I think even the, the, the possibility of finishing third was was not out of the equation, but probably not mm. what people predicted. Like I said, if I, if I was looking at it at the start, I'd have thought, you know what, Ajax at home, potential three points, going to be very difficult, but potential. And I think Napoli was the other one. Like I said, Napoli are... Yeah, probably a lot better than side than we've given credit for let me tell you come next May every supporter will still want to be in the Champions oh, no League doubt. Yeah. no doubt about it I suppose to sum up and to stick up for fans of wee teams everywhere Roger Hanna you can't have it both ways you are from here on in banned forever giving Celtic or Rangers praise for beating any other teams in the Scottish Premiership <laughs> then. Right? that's the way it's got to work if it's all about budgets and there's nothing they can do any time Celtic or Rangers win and win well, you're not allowed to praise them because it's just a, it's just the way it should be. Okay, oh, yeah, I'll sign up. I'll write that, that yeah. down. Yeah. Um, except Motherwell, I will take exception if either of them beat Motherwell. Just I will f- come in so, on Monday. So just the four 0 tomorrow, John. Yeah, I'll take the four. Good. If we get five, it would be brilliant. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the fifth. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll take a win. Thank you, John, on the line. What about Paul um, on the other line, Paul? What do you think? Aye, thanks for letting me on, uh, guys. Listen, I'm in a Fast food outlet here, so I may get disturbed by waiting oh, on coming out, right? So, what are you having? Um, oh, you got to tell us, Paul, what are you having? Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> well, listen, why not? Well. Listen, that's, that's not a problem. Andy Halliday's an athlete, he wouldn't dare, but Roger Hanna and I Roger, could be. Roger Hanna was licking his lips when he said be, Big Mac. Could be mm-hmm. tempted. Uh, what about your team, more importantly? Uh, just to say, there's other retailers available as well. Um, just to say as well, uh, aye, so I want to see what Andy thinks. This one is a, is a pro um, player. Um, I've had a few reservations with him, Bronckhorst, you know, um, a legend uh, club and everything else, you know, but it doesn't always make you a great manager, to be honest, as well. But um, how would Andy, I want to find Andy's viewpoint in this. How would you feel, Andy, if you were playing, your manager comes in out to media, national media, and says, don't think the team's good enough to, to play at this level? Um, secondly, how would you feel playing in a team where you don't know if you're going to be in one week or another? I mean, I'm bamboozled half the time when I see star players playing excellent. So let's say Sakala, for instance, played a stormer against Aberdeen. I wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised one iota if he's dropped tonight's game. Now, how would you feel? Is it, I want to know how a, a player would feel with mm. our two points. What, what do you Andy, think? Of? Paul, I'll let you know if I don't play on Thursday. The answer <laughs> to how you feel when the star player plays excellent. But no, listen, it's it's just you, you've, you've only got nine players fit. <laughs> I know, so I've got even, to play even Xander right. Clark make his first game. Goggs the kit man was about to get a call up for Thursday, but no. In, in terms of the, the manager's comments, it's a difficult one. I mean, if anything, it almost takes the pressure away from the players. I think if you're coming out and saying they're not expected to compete at this level, but I always refer back to. Look at Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's press conference after PSV. Listen, look back at just now. He's, he's he's basically saying, I need players. I need to improve our squad to go into the Champions League. The week following left in the window, Rangers didn't sign one player. So I think he knew the step up in class, the, the, the financial benefit that Rangers got for qualifying to the Champions League. He thought there was maybe going to be a, a, little, a little pot there to go and strengthen what he already had. He never got that. So... I mean, in terms of his comments about the disparity between them and the rest of the teams, I think it's fair that it is there. But like Gordon and, and Rogers has debated about, the disparity was there when they played Dortmund last year. And by the way, Rangers took the game to Dortmund, which is something that we've still gave Celtic credit for this year, even though they've lost football games. Rangers took the game to Dortmund when it was away from home, scored four great goals. They took the game, even though they had a two-goal cushion at Ibrox, got the result again, two each. 
Leipzig away was a bit more of a different, a more pragmatic approach, but again, home form, excellent. So I don't really agree with the wording of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's interview, but I do see his point. Um, what about the, the perception of a real inconsistency in the, the team yeah. selection? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I touched on it at the top of the show, Paul. For me, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's style when he first came in was playing out and out wingers, having your penalty box striker, playing with that number 10 that plays closer to the striker, but really having pace and directness in the wide areas. I think the experiment now of Malik Tillman on the right-hand side has got to stop. I think the experiment of Scott Arfield, even though they had, he, had, he has actually made a positive impact on the right-hand side, has got to stop. I think if you're going to have that style where you're unleashing your full-backs to go high and wide, you're trying to create overloads down there. Because like David Martindale basically says, when we go to Ibrox, we're allowing them to play it wide and cross balls into the box. Because, you know what, that suits us down to the ground. But Rangers have to get bodies in the box through elsewhere, through number 10s like Malik Tillman, runners from midfield, which I do think they've done a lot better against Aberdeen, but it's because they play with the wingers high and wide, stretched Aberdeen's back four and allowed spaces to, for, for runners in behind. So for me, Sakala, Matondo, Scott Wright, whoever falls into that category where they're playing well, you have to give them a run. It's very, very difficult, especially for a fashion Sakala who I think even now has maybe only made four or five appearances this season. I don't think he's had a run in the team at all whether it's been even three consecutive starts in a row to have a run but he's came in at the weekend made a real positive impact I'd like to now see him have the jersey for the next sort of four or five games until mm. he doesn't deserve it uh, Paul, are you not feeling even slightly better about things after the weekend? Oh, well, listen, it was well, it's frustrating though to be honest to I, it's you know, great to come back win nil down and, and beat you know, a rival 4-1 but even at that it's the frustration that we don't do it on a regular basis I mean Andy plays in a team Hearts gave gave Celtic a go that, oh, Thanks a lot <laughs> I told you again There's a big match There's a big match Right on cue Paul As you um, will carry on Aye so Like Andy you know, I, I've watched Hearts against Celtic And I, I say this to, to mates That I watch the games with you know, They get in their faces you know, Andy's plays with a team that, I don't know whether Robbie Nielsen says that You play to you play into Celtic's faces We don't Twice, I, I thought from Broncos would have learned the last time. We went to Parkhead, and they said the word pragmatic. I said defensive. We sat back and let, let Celtic dictate the play. We shouldn't be doing that. We've, we've got enough to take Celtic on. And when you do get in their faces, they, they can concede goals. I just feel, uh, as, as a fan, you feel a wee bit deflated that you go out there and you do that. You know, it plays that horseshoe shape and it's a bit defensive oriented. I want to really get in there, get a couple of tackles in, and bombard them with shots. You know, Joe Hart makes mistakes. It makes mistakes. We don't press teams. We don't. We don't. If you go to Celtic, I think if you press down and hard, you have to make a mistake. But we don't do that, and I don't know what Andy thinks. That it's all interesting stuff, Paul. You've got a burger to eat though, and I've got a break to hit. So let's let's say our goodbyes quickly. Um, I just couldn't live with myself if Paul's burger went cold on us quickly on this teaser. Oh, well, congratulations, you enjoy yep. your burger Because you've and just given us Joe Hart yep. Well done Paul yep. Twelve, The last 12 men to win a league winner's medal In any of the big five leagues Who've played for Celtic or Rangers, Van Dyke, Hart Well I only have three written down so far Van Dyke and Hart being two And the other one was Henry Larson Yep, Roger uh, The current Rangers manager Yep Giovanni Van Go that far back, yeah Yep, he's the last one though uh, On all roundabout then Okay, well Chelsea, Yuri Yarasek No Apparently not. Magnus Hedman? Nope. 
Uh, Daryl Purcell No, get the rest next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday are here They're trying their best on this teaser The last 12 men to receive a league winner's medal In any of the big five leagues Who've also played for Celtic or Rangers They've got Van Dijk, Joe Hart, Henrik Larsson Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Go for it Andy uh, Timothy Weir That's a wonderful shout He won the French League with Lille Well done Moussa Dembele Explain your working Won La Liga with Atletico Madrid he did on loan, remember that Okay Colo Turi Yes, with Joe Hart at Man City And Roy Keane, did we go as far back as that? No, because he hasn't won the English Premier League For about 20 years now Usually Freddie Lundberg No Mm, Thought he was not Arsenal Invincibles team He's not on the list Stefan Givange Nope we're now into like the more sneaky ones Apart from no, one Apart from one absolute standout Real Madrid Wednesday night I have to think Thomas Gravison No That's a good question I feel as if I'm having a shocker here uh, he, Odds and Edward didn't get one at PSG no. did he? Can I give you a clue here right? Okay. No, no, there, no 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 I'm just saying There is a former Rangers player in there That you really should have by now Because not only has this guy won One of... Or Reno Gattuso Come on One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight Four to get We'll get no them before way. the end uh, of the show Right, come on then It's Monday night We've not had too much VAR drama Because as Roger says It must be because they involved Celtic or Rangers uh, They didn't involve mm. um, Aberdeen's penalty uh, The Rangers penalty, sorry Any complaints? No, no I think it's a penalty Yeah I know, I know it sort of falls into that bracket if it hits another body part and then goes into your arm but I mean he takes a touch it goes up and he almost just flicks the ball up there and yeah. slaps it in there with his hand who's on Wednesday who's on the show Wednesday night Marvin Bartley and Hugh Keevans I believe well Wednesday is D-Day for Tony Watt a friend of the show mm. he will have his appeal heard at Hamden will he win it over no. his red card oh mate listen I think he should but I mean, I think you brought up earlier an incident that happened in England where... But, but it, we're now in a situation, and this happened at Tannerys with Tony Watt and at McDermott Park with James Brown, where the referee makes a decision. The VAR, now the key word in here is assistant. So the referee still makes the decision that VAR has convinced the referee that his initial decision was incorrect. We can't decide on either of them. Loads of pundits over the weekend can't decide on either of mm-hmm. them. I think the two original decisions should have stood because I don't think they're clear and obvious errors so the referees shouldn't have allowed themselves to be overruled by the VARs but what on earth happens now when it gets appealed and there's mm. a third level of eyes looking at this decision I think Tony Watt's got a 50-50 chance of winning well, the appeal that, that did happen I can't remember the player but it happened just a couple of weeks ago I'm sure it did in English Premier League someone got, someone got a VAR red card Douglas Louise Yes, that is the one And it, the, he then won his appeal yeah. So it, hap- it happens um, the, uh, the reason I'm a bit reluctant to compare those to this, The Dundee United St Johnston Because I do feel like Reducing a red back down to yellow Is somehow a bigger statement I, I don't know, I just feel like Obviously VR is there to pick up on red card challenges That yeah. may have been missed That, that, that yeah. happens a lot You don't think Tony Watt should have been sent off? In a million years Really? Yep, uh, really strongly about it so I saw Dermot Gallagher on Sky Sports today talking about 
he felt that Tony Watt turns his body and that's a sign that he's kind of not in control. That's, and that, he's that's nonsense, that. Because, because he turns played. his body, he loses control. What does that mean? Tony Watt, I watched it numerous times. I've seen to it. A lot of people saying this angle will change your mind. If anything, the other angle makes my argument feel more secure. The other, the other angle does show you more contact. It does. I think that's what people listen. Mean. I say this all the time about contact. Tony Watt flicks at the ball. You can see that he flicks at the ball. He wins the ball. After he makes contact with the ball, he's pulling his leg back. He's going to make contact with the ball. The the, the ball is three feet off the ground, so he, uh, his his legs naturally going to be high. But he almost pulls out the challenge, and the contact is there. But I mean, come on, that's it's never a red card. Mm. Do, you, do you think the ARs are looking for things? I don't know, but I, I, I say this all the time that I don't think, and and this is just obviously an opinion. I mean, I don't think the referee should ever have to go to the monitor because I think, and I'm not saying this happened with John Beaton, by the way. But as soon as VAR says, by the way, mm. I would go and have a second look at that. I think it's almost saying the psychology. Of it, card, yeah, the, the, only, I mean? the only thing is though, the one thing because you've said that before, and it, it, it's quite interesting. But the one thing that they have to be seen to uphold at all times is that the ref makes the final decision. Why? The refs referee the game on the laws of the game. Surely, because, if it, you're, there's well, a, you're then in a circumstance where you're almost just like, "What's the point in the?" But but there's a, there's the still a, there's still a current referee in because the then, yeah, panel. But then that some that means that the ref would be making some decisions in the game, but not others. That's but, al- that, that is that, almost what was happening at the weekend. Yeah. Certain game. Well, the ref still makes the final decision, though. But he needs to be stronger. I I don't think either mm-hmm. of the ones at Tannadice or McDermott Park were clear and obvious errors, okay. and the referees need to. Be strong We'll leave it there You two have got four more On this teaser Quickly go Right Jerome Rotten Nope Rodriguez You need to really focus On Leon. Three of your answers Come from Leon. Two for Celtic One for Rangers Oh no Other way around Two Rangers Sorry Oh come on man Jerry Fan Fan Clement Yep (laughs) Jeremy Clement Yep a Defender, very good at Rangers. Got a big move down south. Oh, boom song. Boom song. I was going to say Jer- Jerome Bonnes. Right, very one, tough. No? The other Celtic one is Mark Crossas. Oh Did my god! Yeah, English Premier League know. winner that came to Rangers, and you've just forgotten all about him. Flo. Because he no 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 no. More recently, same first name as you. Uh, well, you threw me there. Andy King. We need to go. Mark Wilson Lester. and Gordon Diel back tomorrow, and Callum Gallagher's up next. <laughs>